Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Ermia Matters, a podcast about higher education, risk management, and insurance. Let's get to it. Hello, Ermia. This is Jenny Whittington, your executive director, and I'm here again to be host of Ermia Matters, and I have a wonderful guest with me today, kind of a short timer. Um, We have the wonderful Gary Langsdale with us. Gary, say hello. Well, hello, Jenny, and hello, everybody. So for those of you listening, you may have already heard the news that Gary is retiring quickly by the end of the year in his role as Ermia's education manager that he served for about the last two years. No, almost three years, right? Years, yeah. Three years, yeah. (laughs) That pandemic kind of, you know, messed up my timing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Gary had retired from Pennsylvania State University, and then he came to work for Ermi as our education manager, and we've been so so happy to have him be stay involved, and and it's been terrific. So our goal today is just to get some thoughts from Gary before he he sails off into the sun, the retirement sunset. So so Gary, let's talk first about the the projects you're you're wrapping up right now. I know you you've been doing a series of roundtables. You're working on an update to the ERM white paper, um, the core competencies. So why don't you just give us a little update on the open projects that you're trying to close? Uh, Oh, well, that's it. (laughs) So I think people need to know a little more than that. Okay. All right. Well, we are trying to wrap up a couple of things. The first, I'll start with the ERM white paper or the ERM specific white paper. There is a white paper in the uh, library, but it was written in 2007. And there are only one or two of us. I remember it well. (laughs) There are only one or two of us who are still around (laughs) that version. So what we're doing is we're creating something that's going to be a little more dynamic. Instead of a white paper, there will be a white paper at the core of it, but we're calling it an ERM resource because it's going to be more and it'll point people to more things, more places to look, more materials and as things change, it will, of course, be able to be updated as, as we go forward. So so we've got that coming, and that's going to be a spring release. I'm going to hang around and finish that off um, so that poor Sue, who's taken my place, won't be coming into the middle of the movie to try and, and work on that. <laughs> um, we're also, so so that's coming in the spring. Coming very, very, very soon is the core competencies update. Um, We are working hard with a task force of eight or 10 people, eight or 10 volunteers from Ermia, who are working on updating the core competencies document, which was actually, uh, gosh, time flies. It's been five years since that was published. So we're, we're updating that and we will have that ready right at the beginning of January, I think. I've got a printed out version of it <laughs> on my desk right now because I'm from an age where I've got to print it out and read it if it's more than one page long. So Me too. So we're we're finalizing that. Rachel, the learning specialist from Ermia, has been helping me a lot with that. So we expect to have that plus or minus at the end of the year, maybe a couple of days into the new year. We've also... Uh, early, and, go and Gary, wait one second. <laughs> on the core competencies, what are what is what are some of the changes that are going to be in the document? Well, s- some of it is 
continuing the threads that we've had, but adding more. So, for example, the first one that comes to my mind is core competency four, which is organizational engagement. And we had a list of maybe 10 or a dozen different groups within a university that the risk manager should be interfacing with. Well, there are a lot more than that. The job of the risk manager is to be everywhere on campus. And so we are adding more suggestions for particularly those who are starting out to make sure they get to all four corners of the institution. But we're also, um, a, a suggestion that we had very recently was to change the title of each of the competencies from competent, from being a competency to a set of competencies. So the first one is your technical skills. Uh. Well, there are a set of competencies within that group. Um, strategic management. We have a okay. set of competencies there. So, so that's what we're doing. Some of that may sound just like, you know, nomenclature, but it's important to set the stage so that everyone can, can feel more comfortable using it. So that's awesome. That's, Thank you. That's finishing up. We also have several peer reviews in the pipeline right now, which has been very successful where we've done it. We haven't, we've only done one or two a year for the last several years, but every place we've done that, the, the institution who requested a peer review has been delighted with the work that the Ermia volunteers have put into the peer review. So we're working on one. We're in the middle of one right now, and we have several other schools that have expressed interest. And so we want to get those done. And Jenny, I will stick around and help with those couple so that Sue <laughs> gets a good grounding. She will participate and and so that she gets a good grounding and take can take that work on on her own once she transitions into being the education manager. So so that's kind of what we've been do working on to finish up the, the work of providing educational information and webinars never ends. And so we've got several in the pipeline. The education team, which includes Michelle. Smith, who is the who is the event senior events director, and um, Rachel Cooper, the the learning specialist, and Sue Lydon, who is transitioning into my position, and I get together once a week and talk about what are we going to do next for our members. So that's that continued that work continues apace, and Sue is well positioned to take that on. Well, I just want to commend you for all the good work on these projects and and everything else, really, that you've done for Ermia over your employment years. Um, it's really been such a benefit to the whole Ermia membership to have you on board, Gary. So I just wanted to to thank you on the podcast well, on behalf of the board and all the members and the rest of the staff that it's just been our pleasure to have you along. And and we do hope that you stay close by in, in your retirement. So why don't we switch to that okay. and talk about reflections on your career? What, what do you have there? Well, if, if I can't. I can't go on without talking about Ermia. Ermia has just been a wonderful experience. When I came to higher ed, I had already spent 25 or 30 years in risk management, mostly in the forest products industry. And there, you couldn't have a meeting with two or more risk managers without antitrust counsel being present because the industry was concerned about the potential, not that the risk managers were going to move the market for pulp and logs, but that their pricing <laughs> information discussed, just, just like our Ermia members 
talk about how, you know, what are the insurance premium rates doing? Um, you weren't allowed to talk about that with other risk managers because of the potential for antitrust. So to be in, to come to higher ed and experience Ermia was such a game changer where everybody was willing and happy to give advice and talk about what's going on and compare problems and, and opportunities. And so this has just been a wonderful experience for me, both as a risk manager and it's been just plain fun being the education. <laughs> Who knew that that people that Ernie would pay me to answer our members' questions? So thank thank you for the, for that opportunity. I think that over my career, boy, have things changed, and I don't mean because of the pandemic. I think that the profession has gone so dramatically more diverse, grown more professional. The expectations are higher. The seat at the table is easier to get. The leaders recognize the value of a good risk manager. So it's been fun to see that happen. I, I've joked with you, Jenny, about that picture that we have of the first <laughs> Ermia meeting at, that happened at Penn State was a bunch of fat, bald white guys in the same <laughs> tie. They all had the same white shirt and black tie. And, but now, goodness gracious, how much more diverse is our membership? And that's just a wonderful thing. I learn a lot from people with different perspectives. The other thing that have changed is that risk managers have been encouraged to and have found alternative risk techniques, ways of dealing with risk, whether yeah. it's alternative financing mechanisms like a captive insurance company where the, the company, the institution builds up its own capital to manage its risks. In the, after the recent unpleasantness that my former institution faced, we used our captive to deal with it. We had been using the captive for general liability claims, and by gosh, it worked. The system worked, not without a lot of consternation, but overall, the captive um, paid its claims, fulfilled its financial obligations, and and was a great tool for the institution. The other thing that I've seen is the educational opportunities, the, the resources that Ermia makes available. And this isn't a sales pitch for Ermia, just because I've been doing this for a lot of years. <laughs> it has been amazing. And I learned stuff when I found the resource guide. It was like, oh my gosh, I can use all of this material. <laughs> there is a lot out there that was never available when I achieved my ARM certification. It was by the book, and it was very different than all the materials that are available today. So I'm just thrilled with the, the professionalization of our industry and the fact that over the last number of years, people have been able to see, the leaders have been able to see that the risk manager is not just buying insurance. So that the, all that has changed yes. since since I was in since I started out as at the Equitable Gas Company in 1984 as as a risk in risk management and, and that was after <laughs> wow well, I working, mean just some comments that, that was after six years working in the insurance industry I started in in the mid 70s straight out of college working as in claims as an insurance uh, for an insurance company. And gosh, was that an education. It taught me to read insurance policies and understand what was there. 
that's a good foundation. I, you know, so many of our members start their careers or in the insurance industry and kind of get that foundational piece. Um, so you, ta- you tapped on a few things that I just wanted to comment on. I mean, first of all, just the camaraderie of our members and the way they share things with each other. I mean, that's been just the hallmark of, of Ermia to me in general. I came from a trade association background where they were fierce competitors and, you know, sharing just wasn't, wasn't the culture there. So I have just loved that about Ermia members that, you know, you can pick up the phone and, and people are willing and want to share their, their policies and procedures with you. So I, I think that has made Ermia a very special place. And you were a big part of that. And you putting on the education manager role and having conversations and giving folks advice has just been so phenomenal for our members. And again, just circling back to thank you for for your your time and your grace and your sense of humor, which has really helped get me and the rest of the Ermia staff through this darn um, pandemic that, <laughs> you know, is still lingering a bit. Uh, and we've, we've come a long way. And you're absolutely right that we, I mean, the education team that you mentioned has done a just a really awesome job bringing program after program after programming. When you started with Ermia um, at the beginning of 2020, I mean, we were rolling out, you know, one program a month online, maybe, (laughs) you know, it just the urgency wasn't there. And then, then, you know, the world changed. I mean, now it's, it's not uncommon to have one program a week and sometimes more. So I know one thing you you did recently was facilitated or were part of some of the roundtable discussions that we had. Was there anything interesting held at at those conversations over the last couple of weeks? Well, I would, I was struck by the variety of topics that people wanted to talk about. And I was struck by how willing people were to talk. Sometimes with with online conversations with Zoom or whatever the mechanism is, it's hard to get people to open up a little bit. But in all of the institutional roundtables that we just held, gosh, there were there were people who had questions that they wanted to ask and they were happy and other people were happy to engage and answer those questions and talk about their own experiences. So I was I was real pleased with that. I think there is I I one of the hallmarks that that I've kept in mind is you haven't seen it all. Just when you think you've seen it all, there's another Ronnie's <laughs> coming around the bend and there were a number of topics that I thought to myself, gee, didn't think of that. Um and and that's <laughs> coincidentally why I retired from Penn State was because it was getting harder to gee think didn't think of that and I think it was time for somebody with a fresher perspective but I was just thrilled with the roundtable discussions because they all went the distance and and the facilitators didn't have to do a lot people came with their topics and their questions and I think we just ought to continue that conversation as we go forward definitely I mean those those have been around since the day I came to Ermia and well before me, you know, for, while they were just in person back then. Um, I think that those conversations have added a lot. And anybody listening to the podcast, if you haven't been at our roundtables, I'd really encourage you to check them out. You can be a listener. You don't necessarily have to, you know, speak up in the first one, but you will get more out of it if you if you uh, ask your own question. So a little shout out there about the roundtables. 
So Gary, I think we can we can get this wrapped up. Um, although it's really hard to wind down your your second career with Ermia here. Um, and you did, you know, talk about the changing in the industry, but any other future predictions on higher education risk management? I, beyond the fact that we, you haven't seen it all, there's going to be, as Roseanne Rosanna Dana said on Saturday Night Live, if it isn't something, it's something else. And so that's, that is my question <laughs> is that it will be something else that comes down the road. We don't know what it's going to be, but. I'm willing to bet that the risk managers have thought about it. Even if they didn't say anything, these will be predictable surprises. I know that many people at their institutions had pandemic on their risk register, but they didn't think it was going to come like it came. I know a certain institution with which I'm familiar had scandal in athletics on its risk register, didn't know it was going to come the way it did. But these are things that I call, instead of black swans, I call them predictable surprises because people were thinking about it. They just hadn't said something or they didn't think it was going to come in the way it did. And so people should continue to do that and they should voice those concerns. It won't sound as shocking when you're talking to a group of people who are willing to listen if you say it out loud and prepare for what are the consequences. You won't stop bad things from happening to good people, but you may be better prepared to not look like the deer in the headlights when something does t occur. So I don't have a prediction about what it's going to be, Jenny. It's just going to that it's going to be something. Yeah, that's that is very well said. And I, I do have some future predictions for you about what you're going to be doing the rest of the day with your grandchildren. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous about I hear a little background and it going on in your house. And I, I wish you the um, happiest of holidays, the happiest of retirements. And do you have one final joke for us well, for this this final podcast uh, let, let me give you two for for because you've heard the first okay. number of times <laughs> but maybe some of our podcast members have haven't and th and that one is did you hear about the wedding between the two antennas well the ceremony wasn't no. much the ceremony wasn't much but the reception was great did it <laughs> antennas Okay, joke number two. Okay, joke number two. <laughs> and, and, uh, so these two reception. The two cannibals were eating a clown, and one says to the other, Does this taste funny? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That one's priceless, Gary. <laughs> just just like you are. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done to Ermia. Stay in touch. I know you're planning to come to the Baltimore conference. I'll, so I'll, I'll, everybody make your plans to be with us in Baltimore in September. I will be lurking in the retiree chat throughout the, the year and I will see you in Baltimore. Awesome. I think that'll be it. That'll be a wrap on this Ermia Matters. You've been listening to Ermia Matters. You can find more information about Ermia at www.urmia.org. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes available to Ermia members in the Ermia Network Library.